Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre, the Well, this is an episode everyone has been waiting for. You know what I'm talking about. It is the Cheap Heat Podcast. Welcome aboard. Live from New York City, both in New York City, SGG decided to be here on the coldest day of the year. (laughs) My decision making is is not the best sometimes. No, no. Um, But you're here, SGG, and we're proud to have you. Um, I want to start off this week's episode. Um, by giving a, a big, big shout out to all the dudes out there that I can relate to. Shout out to my people at Hims because 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. For me, it was about 20. Me, it was about 20. That was early. Oh, it started. You know? So you want to prevent it. You don't want that bald spot to just pop up. You don't want the hairline to recede. That's the last thing SGG needs. Um, so a lot of times guys start trying to turn to solutions. They don't know what to do. They're embarrassed. They don't know where to go. Well, guess what? We have the place for you to go. Forhims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin core, skin care, and other wellness supplements for men. I love skin core. It's like hardcore. Um, the skin core championship. So head over to Forhims. It really has everything you need. It's so easy. You don't have to be embarrassed. You can talk to people right there on the website. You have to go to a doctor's office. So it makes it incredibly easy. So baldness is not something you just have to accept. You can find something at 4 And right now, our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 right now while supplies last. See the website for full details. That's 4 slash cheap. 4 slash cheap. One more time, that's 4 slash cheap. Speaking of cheap, SGG, you made the trip. <laughs> yep. You you brought delicious chicken to the uh, to the party. It was day. very delicious chicken. I have to admit, right now I am eating. Um, I'm snacking on some delicious baked goods from the uh, kitchen here at ESPN. What what exactly is that? That looks like a a cookie of some sort, but it seems a little bit giant to be a cookie. It is kind of giant. It is. It's like the size of a fist, but it looks like a cookie. It's like the giant Gonzalez of cookies. <laughs> it is. It's like a blondie. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell you right now. It's very good. It's not as good as my mom's blondies. I'm going to say it right now. I mean, come on. Mindy's are the best. Now, we have a lot to get to. There is a new winner of the men's Royal Rumble. That is a fact. That is something we have to discuss. There's a lot to discuss when it comes to it. Um, All that aggression inside you, you chose to take it out on an inanimate object. And not only an inanimate, ad, uh, blah, 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 inanimate object. Hey, shut up. Shut your mouth. Not only do we have him to talk about, but we have the man, Becky Lynch, to talk about as well. But Greg, outside the ring this week, it seems that there are, and things are brewing. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Uh-huh. So, it seems, first let's get to, get some good news out of the way. Um, according to PW Insider, Jeff Jarrett signed on as a producer for the WWE. But, uh, not only Jeff Jarrett, but Hurricane Helms and Sean Devari as well have been brought back in, uh, backstage roles for WWE. So that's some good news. There you go. Employment. Yeah. And then on the flip side All, of that Always coin, brings the possibility of some awkward um, Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. Which, oh my God, we were like, what, 15 seconds away from that at the Rumble? Almost, that, that moment would have been great. Yeah. I mean, they had to have passed each other in the back. They're cool at this point, aren't they? I'm not sure. I don't know. I guess we you don't never know. know. All right. Okay. So what, what else? Welcome back to those guys. And then Hideo Itami uh, is possibly leaving the WWE. It's been reported. But um, nothing confirmed yet. Um, he did change his name back to Kenta on social media. And he uh, he said thank you. He posted a thank you post. And then uh, a lot of WWE superstars were thanking him. Rusev thanked him and Dean Ambrose in the same post. And I bring up Dean Ambrose because WWE posted on their .com um, after sending a statement to 
just about all the wrestling media. I know ESPN got one. Um, that Dean no one Ambrose. reached out to me. Yeah, no one reached out to me either. But you know, no, no, no. The, the real the real journals that they care about, not us. <laughs> right. They uh, those people got one, and WWE confirmed that Dean Ambrose's contract is going to be up in April, and he chose not to renew. So, uh, as of April, he's gone. Some people are speculating this will work. I don't know. I feel like this Wizard is Brothers. I feel like this is the real deal, but I don't know. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Whenever in history has the WWE made an announcement that someone was not going to resign? Not that they didn't resign. Right. But that they're not going to resign. Because what that means is it's now known that just so happens that after WrestleMania or right around then, he'll be done. So I suppose that would mean if this is real and legitimate, he's not going to be on TV for the next two months. You just keep him on the shelf and get rid of him, right? No, not necessarily because, I mean, you have him, right? You gotta you still have to pay him for two months. Right. So why not? And it, and this is exactly when when you use him the most because this is when fans are watching. Like they, we don't, we're going to be scrutinizing every single thing that happens with Dean Ambrose. It already happened. People were like, "Oh, do you think his interaction Monday with Nia means something?" And it's like maybe, maybe it doesn't. But this is exactly what they want, whether he's staying or not. Your your gut tells you this is real. You think this is real? I think this is real because like Rem- you have to remember, you're coming off of a pay per view. Yeah, in shambles. Which, I don't even want to talk about. I, mean, I have you the scorecard. Could not have been worse. I have the scorecard. I don't even you want. It? Okay. I, I don't want to share it, but I'm going to share it because I'm, I'm honorable. So just remember that you're coming off from a prediction standpoint, a rough place. But go ahead. Yeah, it's not looking good. But um, but no, I thought I initially thought it was a work just because all the different wrestling media had this report. But then when WWE put the same exact statement on their website, then I was like, oh, maybe they were trying to get ahead of it and just release it out there because there were already some rumblings that he was going to leave. Um, so I thought they were just trying to get in front of that and put it out there. And on the flip side, too, if this had just popped up on WWE.com and no uh, wrestling media had it, I would have thought it was a work. But because it's like it's everywhere, I'm assuming it's legit. But I also don't think that means that we don't see him. I think this is the time to use him. It just seems weird that we find out he's gone Mm -hmm. after he has that interaction with Triple H, which was pretty intense. Right. He was part of the opening segment of the show. Right. He had the moment with Nia Jax. Now, you could argue he was eliminated by Aleister Black, disrespect, an NXT guy, but not just any NXT guy. That's... By God, that's Aleister Black. Right. So there could be something there. And then he has the Triple H moment, but then he sort of sort of jobs to Nia Jax. And people are speculating, oh, maybe they'll have a match and he'll lose to Nia Jax. <laughs> right. And, but that's why I say you don't shelf him because, first of all, like you said, there's a long But don't you see what I'm saying? That there's a lot you can add up that says – it's not – it's the opposite. This is – he's not going anywhere. Agreed. And and that, and it could be that when they wrote that, he was on his way out and then in February and March, something changes at the last minute and he ends up staying. So you have to plan for that too. Things change. Yeah, things do change. People, you have to, people change their mind. People, people sometimes have a decision, 100% set in their mind. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I have to do. This is the only thing that makes sense. Then time goes on. They look at other options. They think about things and go, you know what? Maybe I can make this work here. Yeah. And also, I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it. I mean, thank Take you. Take it easy, man. That's what, and that's the main part that I want to stress to Dean. Yeah. Is take it easy, man. <laughs> exactly. You know, take it easy. Think about it. So... I think when they wrote this that it this was the truth, but um we're all gonna be watching to see what happens with them over the next two months and hopefully I, I hope they, they use him. I, he looks the best he's ever looked. This right. would be the worst time to leave. I hope they use him. I hope they put him on TV. 
I hope they give him a prominent position. Um, what do you think he's mad about the most? Like, how was he so misused? You know, like, since he came back, he got a pretty prominent role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and Seth, things didn't go perfectly smooth. But I don't know whose fault is that. Is that anyone else's fault or is that his fault? I think he's mad at us, like the fans, because he's he's skilled for sure. Um, he's good at what he does, but for whatever reason, it didn't connect. And I think part of the reason that it didn't connect too um, is creative, because you know they he had this like he went from being the mastermind of the shield, like he was literally positioned as the brains of the operation when they first debuted he was positioned as their leader he did all the talking for them and then that got shifted over to Seth in favor of Dean being like the lunatic psycho guy but then he didn't get to really be a dangerous crazy person he just got to be like weird but right now I mean I just don't know what else he would want at this exact very moment just seems to me he looks great the character is getting a little more refined. I don't think this is the time to go away. I mean, I'm sure it, it would be a huge win for AEW. If he goes there. And that's the other thing, too. Not everybody who leaves WWE is going to AEW. No. They, there's a lot. Of, there's options. There's ROH. There's New Japan. There's home. There's home on the couch. There's home on the couch. Yeah. Doesn't have Taking to some time off and thinking about it. Yeah. Weird thing is he just had a lot of time on the couch. But that was imposed. That's different than choosing to relax. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. It's very weird though. It was not the story I expected coming out of the Rumble. Either way, I don't know that I buy it, but I find it interesting and it's another reason to watch every week as we uh head towards WrestleMania season. And just like the sixteen that come before you at Wrestle to- at WrestleMania twenty five. That's right. At Wrestle Tour. And what else, SUG, is happening outside the ring? Um, so, Boom Studios, our friends at Boom Studios, they want to do another collaboration with Cheap Heat. They want to give some comics to some listeners. They just released a supersized comic, WWE Forever One. Damn it, I had a whole bunch of comics I wanted to give you that were I had the other day and I forgot to give you. <laughs> okay. Damn it. All right, keep going. So, yeah, but what they're going to give some... For the listeners. They won't um, forget. They won't forget. Um, these are signed copies of their latest offering, WWE Forever One. Um, they got five copies to give to some cheap heat listeners. So I'm announcing right now here on the podcast, we're going to do like a mailbag giveaway. So send in your questions. Make sure you put contract contest, excuse me, entry in the subject line and then listen for your email next week. And how many are we giving away? We're giving away five. All right. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Enter the contest. SGG will send it to you. It's the kind of guy he is. Yeah. And what? these are sold out, too. So, oh, these uh, are gone. Yeah, you can still find them in some local comic book stores, maybe. But, like, at the distributor level, these are sold out. SGG, do you want to taste this blondie? Um, yeah, why not? You know, I, I, I have a, some delicious baked goods. I had, a, I had a hunch you would say yes to this. Of course. See what SGG thinks. I, ha- I haven't had Mindy's blondies. No, you haven't. And those are special. But, but Crystal... Is like a, a wizard when it comes to baking, so I'll, I'll stack these up against those. It's only fair. Let's listen into Greg. Beautiful, beautiful sound. So, right away, hmm. um, the flavor I gotta say, the flavor is on point. I have a bit of a sweet tooth. You do that surprising. It's on. It's on the sweeter side. So the flavor is on point. But what about the texture? Though? The texture is the texture is what's losing it for me. Yeah, I hear you. It's, it, that's that's what I think takes it down. A yeah, notch. The, te- the texture definitely takes it down a notch. Um, I can understand the crunchy crust of like you know, on, but it's like a little bit harder throughout. Mm. It doesn't have like that. Uh, that say quoi. Yes, exactly. That little bit of chewiness that you want out mm. of a brownie. It has the crust and then the chewiness and then like everything comes together. But this texture is just a little bit off. The flavors are there. But the textures are off. And I feel like some of the filling, maybe, what is that, walnuts I'm getting? Maybe that took up a little bit of the moisture that would have made this ah. like a top-level blondie. But We have a new segment, though, the Greg Baking but, segment I've never had. 
this is this is good. Like you said, it doesn't stack up against Mindy's. It doesn't stack up against Crystal's either. But if if you're in a pinch and you you're craving a blondie, oh my god, there it is. It'll do the job. Now Greg did bring over delicious chicken the other night. Uh, one of the highlights of the Royal Rumble get together was when I I had an extra shirt. <laughs> and I said, "Does anybody want this shirt? Anyone who was this a highlight? I thought so. I, and I said, "Does anybody want this large shirt? Anyone who fits into a large shirt?" And Greg said instantly, because he's also the physically cheap, raises his hand so he can get the free shirt. Well, here's the thing, though. I, I, in my defense, I own shirts by this company. Um. And I have a a bunch of larges by this company shirt. So I was confident about how it would fit because I wore one the other day. So confident that you went and tried it on in the right. bathroom. I wore one the other day. And I will say that the one I wore that is a large, I must admit, it did not fit like that. So I was taken a little bit by surprise by the snugness of it. It was snug. But um, I also think that because it came straight out of the packaging – Got it. You need yeah. to stretch out a little I bit. I think. I think if I get and also, you had a stomach full of delicious chicken. I did, and that was the other thing too. You, I mean, you had just downed. Yeah, God knows how much chicken. There was delicious chicken. You had you had some chips there. It was, I like a delicious chicken. You know, I, I drank soda for the first time, and I don't know how long, just because you know it, it was the it was the atmosphere. So my body was just working against me in that moment. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, anything else outside the ring, SGG? Were you going to mention Chris Jericho's tweets? I was not. I didn't see Chris Jericho's tweets. Ah, Chris Jericho went on a bit of a Twitter rant about uh, he started dissing Brock Lesnar and saying Brock Lesnar was out of shape. Pull up your pants and lose the gut, I think he said. (laughs) Okay. Now, there are some people who are humoring the idea that he's trying to woo him over to AEW, which I'm sorry. I don't think the checkbook's opening that big at AEW because Vince ain't giving up Brock Lesnar to another to another promotion. Like there's just there's literally no chance. You'd have to have so much money to try to get that toy away from Vince McMahon. But even if they do, right? He pops the crowd for what? One event and then what? Yeah, I don't think it's what I don't think it's what It's not worth it for them. It's it's not what they're trying I don't see that as that being what they're trying to do. Right, cuz then this just makes them WWE without WWE Creative, which... You're here. I'm here. Let's do this! It's just... It, yeah, I don't think it would make sense, but Jericho... Jericho gets on my nerves in general. But also... I'm, I'm jericho out these days, to be honest with you. He, it, he talks so much... He talks so much trash. He still considers himself... Like, I really do think he still believes it's like Kenny Omega... AJ Styles, Chris Jericho. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be the bad guy podcaster, although Jericho always treats me like a nozzle anyway, so who cares if he hates me more? I'm sorry, that's not the category you're in anymore. You're in the advanced part of your career, can still have great matches because you're an all-time great first ballot Hall of Famer, but you are not, that is not what Chris Jericho is at this point. Yes, it, it really isn't. You don't think, I mean like, he doesn't physically look the same. Which at is what all. I was going to say too. I mean, I I I don't think. I mean, Chris Jericho's not the last person that should be telling Brock to get in shape, but he's definitely not on you know, the list. He's not the people. first one. Yeah, it, <laughs> no. it's not the same. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not Drew McIntyre. It's not John Cena. Like, yeah. Yeah, like Dol- it's not Dolph being like, "Yo, cut back on that delicious chicken." I don't think Jericho had one moment in his career of being in. The shape that Brock Lesnar was in on no, like his no. worst day. The Jericho, um, unified champion Jericho was pretty ripped. But like, not as big, obviously. Like, like but even for he him, he like, wasn't gonna fight, he wasn't gonna fight Brock Lesnar, but he was big. And I wouldn't say he was ripped as much as I would say that like he had a six pack, which is a different thing. Cause Brock has like, go back and look though, he was pretty big too. Brock has the six pack, he has the arms, he has like the trap, the trapezoids, he has the neck, like, now, Brock's a freak. I'm, yeah, I, it was trolling. I don't know, but you know, I, I'm personally biased because I think Jericho's taken his shots over the years. So when I saw that, I was just like, "Really, Chris? Just let the let the rumble go on. Uh, if you want to pop the crowd, guess what? Show up. Show in the, up. Show up in the Royal <laughs> yeah. Rumble. Everyone will be happy to see you for comeback number ninety three. Speaking of the rumble, 
<sighs> it is with a with a heavy heart. Oh no, that I have to. Oh, you want to read the results? Yeah, I'm gonna take a bite of my cookie. Go ahead. So, we gave our predictions last week. Um, there were seven matches on the main card, and I have to tip my hat to Sir Rosenberg. He successfully predicted all the winners except for the Rumble match winners. He went with Charlotte and Braun Strowman. Came up just short in both. Yeah. Becky. <laughs> you did. You did. Becky and uh, Seth Rollins won the Rumble. I got everything else right. You got everything else right. Wow. You what went, a performance. You went Oscar, Ronda Rousey. Um, the co-besties, Daniel Bryan, yeah, and Brock Lesnar. Well, you're disrespecting your fanship of Daniel Bryan. Speaking of Daniel Bryan, what were your thoughts of the new WWE Championship? It's not a belt; it's a title. I am a title snob. I didn't like when the Universal Title was first unveiled. I didn't like the NXT North American Championship. Both of those have since grown on me. So I knew when I heard about like 20 minutes before it actually happened that he was going to reveal a championship, that I was going to have some feelings about it. It's not a belt. It's a title. But I was surprised by how much I love the look of this championship. It's, it's phenomenal. It is. I've never seen such universal praise for anything in professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I haven't seen one bad. And, thing. and also, by the way, what good—that's good thinking. We're always we're always quick to criticize when there's something we don't like. So let's be quick to show love when there's something we do like. Yeah, it, it's that was great thinking to have to have a environmentally friendly title for Daniel Bryan is genius. And I love I love the rollout too of him. Just being sure to say, you know, this is reclaimed wood from a naturally fallen tree. We didn't cut it down. <laughs> it fell down naturally. Because, <laughs> you know, is, is chopping down a tree necessarily good for the environment? No, it's not. No. But you wait till it falls down and then, you know, you can't put it back up again. Might as well reclaim it and do something good with it. It was great. Yeah. It, and it looks so much like, like it's a, it's a perfect, Wooden title. Yeah, it, it's it's a faithful recreation of exactly what he threw in the trash. The picture! Now, now what are we going to call this championship? Um, championship! I I personally went with uh, the hempianship. Uh, you know what? I'm not mad at that, SGG. Um, I saw I saw Sustain a belt. Running, floating around on sustainability. Like sustainability. Yeah, yeah. Sustainability. Okay. Uh, Bill Hanstock from Up Rocks uh, came up with the sustainability. Uh, Ange Gold submitted for consideration the wood heavyweight title. I, I'm biased to championship, of course. But the wood heavyweight is not bad either. No, it's the wood heavyweight is not bad either. It sounds way, a little bit dirty, but uh, you guys all have a lot of time on your hands. I just want to say collectively, <laughs> it's a lot of naming the title. Listen, we ha you have the Smoking is... Skull Belt, the Spinner U.S. title. It's not enough to just call this the WWE Championship. It's not. It needs its own name. To what's the, what's the Rated R Championship called? The Rated R Spinner. Mm, Rated R Spinner, of course. And what about um, – what do they do after that? Just the regular W? That's what. Just yeah. the, what, what's that been called? It, well, it was the Spinner title until it stopped spinning and then it's just been the WWE Championship. And then it's just been – hasn't had a name. Yeah. Either way, very, very cool. Now, I can't tell you how he retained the title because AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, arguably the two best wrestlers in the world, <laughs> had a popcorn match. It, it, the, the setup of a card with two Royal Rumbles, you cannot, in my opinion, the only way to go about that would have been they should have started the show. With AJ and Dan. Now, I know you're thinking, yeah, but Becky has to come back and wrap. Okay, make that second. Yeah. Start the show or make it second. E either one. If you had to have Becky go first, fine. Becky's first. AJ and Daniel Bryan are second. <clears throat> There's only one tag match, right? Yeah, and I think that's what threw off the, threw things off. Cause I, I feel like they did it 
Last year they had all the Raw matches and then a Rumble and then all the SmackDown matches and then a Rumble. And I think that's the way they should have done it. Just have one show go up, Men's Rumble or Women's Rumble or whatever. Have another show go up, Rumble. Have the matches in the same but order you, if you, you want. Just, you can't, what you can't have, in my opinion, is the two of the best in the world, two of the best ever, have a match and... Not only that, they introduced a new character, Eric Rowan, who's now the muscle for Daniel Bryan, the heater, if you will. <laughs> Did you notice his his new Tron? No, what did it say? It's it said Rowan, so they won't even call him Eric Rowan. It's just Rowan, but the O was like a recyclable symbol. Mage. Um, so if you're gonna you're gonna introduce a heater, Red Flair, you have made world put that cigarette out. Do it in a way where I'm gonna remember it. It was just hard because it was. Sandwich between stuff. Although I will tell you, that's one thing about Brock. You put Brock in a, the match with the, a match with the right person, and no matter where it's positioned on the card, it can still gain attention. Yeah. Like Brock and Finn still did the job. Yeah, Brock and Finn was awesome. Yeah, because there's when you put Brock in with a little guy, and Brock is you have to say no matter what you feel about Brock Lesnar, he loves making small guys look awesome. And as a result, it's always a really memorable, awesome match where you think they have a chance. But for AJ and Daniel, you didn't really think the championship was going to change hands. So you ended up sort of just being like stuck in the middle. Yeah. And like you said, they were just in a bad spot on the card anyway. Um, It felt like the show was running long and then they went out and had a long match. And I think that's another thing that Brock and Finn benefited from. I I don't think their match went even 10 minutes. Um, but it was perfect use of the time. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um, now, to mix things up a little bit, because I don't know what we'll end up with like time-wise, let's just hit a quick one real quick. Hold on here. Mail. That's a long one. I don't know if I can read that one. <laughs> uh, hey, Mr. Rosenberg and Mr. Statlestein. I don't know anybody who is rooting for a triple threat match for the main event of this year's Mania. Everyone wants to see Ronda Charlotte eventually, but that time is not now. Has there ever been a triple threat match that did that did or didn't happen that was rooted against as much as this one? Love you guys, Craig. Um, good question. I'll tell you this: I definitely don't want it. I the I, en- the end of Raw to me made clear that this is it. I, I I disagree. Oh, I disagree. Your streak continues. The end of Raw made clear to me that Charlotte is going to be added to that match. Why did the end of Raw an, tell you that? As a necessity. Because they have nine weeks, nine more Monday Night Raws before WrestleMania. So that's nine weeks of Ronda and Becky trying to carry this program without – relying too much on physical confrontations that means that Rhonda would have to do her part on the mic and she she can't she's not there yet so if you throw Charlotte in there to make up for the mic work that's lacking on Rhonda's part then you can get us there and get a compelling match and they can do what they want which is exactly what happened Wrestlemania 20 speaking of triple threat matches that people did or didn't want right I don't think people necessarily wanted Shawn Michaels to find his way into that match after losing the Rumble, but he did, and he did for this exact reason, because you had a skilled performer in the ring who not didn't necessarily... No one wanted Benoit on the mic. Right. And that's... So they did what they had to do, and the match was fine. It ended up being like a legendary triple threat match, but I think, I think that's exactly where they find themselves again, and they're going to break that glass again and throw Charlotte in there so that Charlotte and Becky can go on the mic... Ronda comes in where they need to, and then at WrestleMania, they can find a way to either work Charlotte out of the match, do a triple threat. I, I think I, your logic is right, and it, it's it, I totally agree that Charlotte can help save that. However, Ronda has her moments. I think she's made improvements. She was really bad this week on the mic. Very. And, and the man saved her this and week. And this is not the time. I mean, she's been... The way she performed on Monday is sort of, for me, how she's been performing the whole time she's been here, which is cool. But 
Now we're talking about WrestleMania season. This is not the time for her to be performing like that. And they have, they got to go to Philly, Chicago, and Boston before they end up at WrestleMania. Philly and Chicago, I think, are like three weeks before Mania. If she's performing like that on the mic, if Phoenix rattled her that much on Monday, imagine what's going to happen to her in Philly, in Chicago, if they rely on her to carry uh, the promo portion. They can't let that happen. Maybe though. she just comes out and has matches, though. Maybe you don't have her do a ton of mic work. Maybe you let Becky really take the bulk of it on Smack. I don't know. I just would. I would rather see two separate stories. <laughs> but then there's the part. Thank you. Then there's the part we talked about last week, which is that Ronda's clearly not going to be around forever. Yeah. And maybe they don't feel they're going to get the Charlotte match. So they feel this is it. They had we got one. And this is the time to have them all. But, I mean, ultimately, in the end, it doesn't hurt anyone to have all three of them. No. I think the better match would be two of them. However, it won't hurt anyone, and it will help Ronda. You're right in that regard. The poster will still look mage with the three of them. Yeah, just like WrestleMania Dallas when it was um, Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky, and they had the three of them at the center of the poster, and they, they went on late in the car. They didn't main event, but there was talk that they could have made event it in Dallas. Now, we think this is 100% the main event? Um, I, I don't know, but I also feel like... What else would it be? Right, and if you make this the main event, then there's less pressure on the men to... You know what I mean? There's less pressure on the men to have something big story-wise like they can well especially more, when it seems like brock matches are always a disappointment at mania right and they can be more flexible with, with not only where they put that on the card but the story they tell because they're not relying on like this being the big show closing thing by the way correct me if i'm wrong isn't this week or last week always the week when they first show us an inductee to the wwe hall of fame the week after rumble yeah they didn't do one interesting well, like I said, they have nine more weeks, so we're gonna. How many do you think we're gonna get? Play like five or six, right? Six or seven. One too many, I'm sure. I see. Uh huh. Um. So we shall see, but I will tell you, once once Becky got out there and grabbed that mic, that was a special moment. Yeah, and that- yo, Becky, Becky has been so flawless on the mic; it's been crazy. Like she really is at an Austin level. That you want to make an Austin comparison? The Austin comparison is when she comes and grabs that mic, it's always gold. She basically she has every part of it down. Yeah. And the people want it too. Like there's nothing there's nothing she can say that makes them makes them boo her. And man, when Rhonda started like taking the like teasing, taking the mic and putting it, they must have been going crazy. <laughs> Vince, Vince Mr. McMahon must have been losing his mind in Gorilla. When she was starting to play with the audience, she's not capable of that. She doesn't have that in her arsenal. But then, fortunately, she she caught the save. <laughs> yeah. Um. So men's rumble. And and what do we think? Oh, by the way, we didn't even talk much about the women's rumble. Not exactly as good as last year's. No. And and I won't say that last year's was good because of the novelty. I don't think so. I think last year's was. A really objectively fun rumble. And they had to follow the men's rumble last year, which was also a really good, objectively fun rumble. So I think last year they just performed at a high level. This year, um, not so much. Yeah, it just, it lacked. It was long. Yeah. There weren't the surprises, you know, Candice LeRae. It's exciting. Because I don't think we got any legends out of the Women's Rumble. You know, like NXT people popping up. Right. I pop for Rhea Ripley. Big fan. Big I, Rhea fan. Yeah, I am too. I think I think she's pretty good. I don't like that her name has the, the, the sound Rhea in it. <laughs> Why? It just reminds me of something. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's a name. I mean. But I am a huge fan of her. I mean, I really do think she's the future. Like those people, those JR blue chippers you talk about. Right. Rhea Ripley. It's almost impossible to mess her up. Yeah, and the way she carries herself, I wouldn't say like in-ring style because they work completely different styles, but the way she's carried herself and like how she almost has a disdain for the audience is like, I'm here to beat people up and go home. 
It reminds me of Pete Dunne, which is I mean that as a compliment because he he's incredible too. Like the the aura that they have around them. Yeah. And can you imagine if she gets to the level, like because Rhea Ripley's Rhea Ripley's going to get fast tracked. I'm sure she's very young, but I'm sure she'll get fast tracked. If she was to end up on the main roster at a time in which Becky was still huge, that energy between Becky and Rhea Ripley would yeah. be. I mean, dude, she's like 19 years old. She's I, young and she's good. She really, really impresses me. So that was cool to see her. You know, we got to see an insane elbow. <laughs> right. You know, a couple cute things, but. Meh. Eh, you know. Yeah. We got a moonsault from Yel Shirai. It was pretty good. Yeah. Thought she eliminated herself. She what did. about the, uh, did you like the little, um, the girl who does, uh. Casey Castenzo? Yeah, the parkour, parkour, parkour. Yeah. That was cool. She did some cool spots. Yeah, her and Naomi with Naomi the, with had the her saves. Naomi had her obligatory spot. Um, I like that they furthered Naomi and Mandy Rose. Yeah, I like that that has a real story. I like they added to that story this week too on SmackDown. With the tough enough. Yeah, I'm enjoying that. Yeah. Besides that, though, it, it was a step down from last year's Rumble. Um, on the women's side, on the men's side, SGG. Um, the match started around midnight, twelve thirty. <laughs> yeah, it was really late. Hour seven of the Rumble. Um, what did you think of the men's rumble? I I really liked the men's rumble. I thought I thought Joe did an incredible job. Joe, 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 Joe. Could be because I was biased and he was my pick, or it could be because he really did really well in the rumble. Um, we'll never know. I liked Elias and Jeff Jarrett interacting at the beginning. Um, I was sort of annoyed—not annoyed, but I found it interesting. Right, like in the women's rumble. You had Lacey Evans and Nikki Cross show up, and these are people who— Oh, boy, are they high on Lacey Evans, by the way. Starting the Rumble with mic time. She went deep, too. Yeah, and had like a long moment with Charlotte. But— It's amazing, because Lacey was not doing anything on NXT, and now now she is— Although, what did she do this week on TV? Anything? I don't think she did anything on TV, but she had just, but yeah. I think that's because they haven't decided what they were going to do with those NXT call-ups. Right, so let the Rumble speak for itself. In right. And and that's what bothered me is because none of the people that they said they were calling up for the Rumble on the men's side showed up. Like, we didn't see EC3 in the Rumble. No. We didn't see either member of Heavy Machinery. We Lars Sullivan. No. We saw Lacey and Nikki Cross. So in the women's Rumble, they sort of did the job with that. But I don't know what happened with these guys. Yeah, it's true. It's a very interesting point. I don't know, I don't know what's going on with those call-ups. Be very curious to see. Because how, how much, now it looks like the Lars Cena thing isn't happening. Yeah. I mean, the word right now is that Cena might not be on Mania at all. We could be in the middle of Miz country. I mean, it's so early. It's early enough to slot somebody else into that spot. Like, I, I, you mean, you mean, is that a Lars? Yeah. Yeah, but what if Cena's actually hurt to the point that he can't go? Or what if his haircut is preventing him? (laughs) Yeah, that might be the thing that's slowing him down. Um, honestly, but it, it, I did read this week that as of right now, this is according to the internet. There's not an Undertaker spot or a John Cena spot on WrestleMania. I'm okay with the the no no Undertaker spot. Now, if there's no Undertaker spot, will there never be an Undertaker spot again? I mean, hold on, ponder it. Take a second. Think about it. Picture the dead man. Picture Mean Mark. Picture the American Badass. The dead man. The conscience of the WWE locker room. The purest striker in all of WWE. The holder of the streak. The dead man. Kane's brother. Paul Barra's guy. A man who since he first debuted at Survivor Series in 1990 has dominated. It's been his yard. Do you think if we don't see him this year, we will never see him again? Hopefully. 
You just you just don't want to. It's it's enough. Yeah, I mean, I think if if he hadn't had the matches earlier this year, you know, the greatest Royal Rumble and the the other Fakakta one. Yeah. If he hadn't had those, I think I'd be yearning for it. But now him showing up because we just saw him a few months ago. Just don't think we need it. Right, and that's the other thing too. You got to think about like, okay, so he shows up to face who, and do what. And he's already limited, and like that's that was exposed at uh, in the Saudi show. Like he's limited; he he just does not have it. He feels it in his heart, and I can respect that, but he doesn't have it. I don't think we'll see him either. I don't. So, and you know, he should have the Cena match. The build was great. People have been wanting to see that match, but the match we got was I, I, I hated the build, and I hated the match. The match was cool. The the build was cool because he just didn't show up. And even like up until the point where Cena was sitting in the crowd, you still knew he was going to end up facing Undertaker. But it was cool in that it was unique. Yeah. But I didn't enjoy it that much. I and, found but it. the match was just not. It, people have had that dream match for Mania, and that match was not the dream. No, it was not. It was not supposed to be a weird squash. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wasn't into it. All right. Um, men's Rumble SGG. Did you enjoy? I did. I did overall enjoy the men's rumble. You had a very there was a hard moment when um Apollo Cruz and Shelton Benjamin was it was that who it was? <laughs> yeah. Black on black crime. Yeah. And Tough then, moment for you. And then yeah, I I, I mean You turned away. It why? Why? I, I didn't they didn't need to confront each other like that. We already know history is rooting against the black man in the Royal Rumble. But then like <laughs> when you look at the screen in that moment too, like it was also sort of weird because they did sort of match they both had like their bald head, black and gold gear, and they're standing in the ring, and it's like, it's the rumble. It's late in the rumble, so the ring is packed, and there's just white dudes surrounding them. So it's like made you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just it's a weird optic. Has a black man besides The Rock ever won the rumble? No. Nope. You're sure that. Because um, you had what Hacksaw, Hogan, Hogan, Flair. Can to name everyone? Yokozuna. Sure, Brett, Brett, and Luger. Sean, Sean, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone, Stone Cold, Cold. Vince. Vince, Stone Cold, Triple H. Yep, Cena, Undertaker, Undertaker. There's two Randy Orton's in there. There's two Batistas in there. There's a Benoit. Is Batista half black? Filipino. Mm. So maybe, depending on... We don't know. The, yeah. yeah. Mm. Would you ever put Batista on the Black Power Rankings? Probably not. He's cool, though. I like him. Speaking of which, do you have heat with Sam Roberts with his attack on Bianca Belair? Oh, 100%. One, 100%. Were you surprised to see Sam Roberts just unabashedly attack Bianca Belair on the NXT pre-show? I was. I feel like that was an unprecedented attack. Uh, by Sam Roberts. I had never heard him discuss anyone in a manner that was so, so dismissive. And, and on WWE programming at that. This is Sam, Sam Roberts. Sam uh, the Shill. Yeah, noted Shill. He loves everything. He finds something great about everything. And yet could find nothing about Bianca Nothing. Bella. Waste of a match. Said all she does is whip her hair. Which, I don't know if you saw the match, Sam, but, uh, you said that Shayna Baszler shouldn't, doesn't need to be threatened by the ponytail. That ponytail busted her open hard way. So I think I couldn't believe that. By the yeah, way, yeah, that's insane. I can't believe that. I I, uh, I enjoyed that match, by the way, and I thought I thought Bianca did a nice job. I'm a big fan of Bianca Belair. I do think I do want to. I would tweak a little bit of the cuteness of her character. Um, add a little more mean. Take a little bit more. I like the swag of the bop and and you know the way she kind of bops around and twists her hair. Yeah. But I do agree. I'd like to mean her up a little bit and remove the cute. I think that's I, – I thought Sam was way out of line. But, 100%. But I do – I do. I think where that comes from is that the character is not me- meant to be made intimidating. It's meant to be fun and cool. I, I disagree. Well, it is meant to be cool. I don't think it's meant to be necessarily fun, but it's 
more unbothered. Unbothered. And definitely is still intimidating because then when you see what she does to these girls that she gets in the ring with, like she's super strong. You don't realize it. No, but she has, she, and she has the real legit athletic pass. Yeah, she's ridiculously strong. By the way, I gotta tell everyone, you know, I always give, uh, network recommendations and I know many of you end up adding them to your viewing arsenal. My late night watch these days has been starting from the beginning of Legends of Wrestling. I'm sure some of you have watched them. I'm sure many of you have not. If you go to Vault on WWE Network, Legends of Wrestling was the show they did on their 24-7 TV channel many years ago. They did like seven seasons of it. There's probably like 40, 50 episodes, and it's a usually JR-hosted. Um, I feel like there's some Mean Gene-hosted. But there one. are some Mean Genes, too. Um, There's really incredible stuff in there where they really shoot on people. It's really, really. Which, I mean, come on. That's that's what you want to see. And by the way, a shout out to Bruce and Conrad. I was listening to their podcast about Sid this week, and they popped me so, I, Bruce popped me so big when they talked about Lex Luger pulling an elephant, and Conrad said, is that was that a working elephant? <laughs> and Bruce said, "No, that's a shooting elephant." <laughs> For some reason, really popped me big. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. So yeah, check out Legends of Wrestling. I think you'll uh, if you haven't really watched it, it's really some good stuff in there. All right. Um, so Men's Rumble SGG. We still haven't gotten to that. No huge surprise in Seth Rollins getting the win. No, I feel like he was. I, I checked out the odds after we got off. Off there last week, I feel like he was the favorite. He was, so and I was I three or four in that rumble as well for the finals. You got you got Seth, you got Braun. You said Dean would end up in the final four if John Cena didn't show up in the final four. Neither of those, neither of them did. Were in the final four. Um, Who was it? Dolph. Who was the the? Yeah, it was Dolph, Braun, Seth, and Andrade. Oh, yeah. Which, that one shocked me. Yeah, where's DJ John with a, with a Brown Power ranking? Yeah, he, he, they, did, they did good. Speaking of Brown Power, Nia Jax made history this Rumble. Yes. She was in both the men's and women's Rumble yep. same night. Yep. And had eliminations in both. In both, yeah. Which is crazy. You know, so how did the internet react? Two men getting physical with Nia Jax in the Rumble. I didn't see anything that said that it was not awesome. Everybody was like, this was incredible. And then when she interacted with Dean, I feel like people were like, okay, yes, we're going to get more of that. I'm all for this. Like, I I just, I know the time we live in, everyone's nervous about doing anything. We have to remember that the world that we're operating in when we're watching WWE is a cartoon world. Crazy things happen. We cannot start treating it as if it's absolute real life. And so, like, a man and woman should never fight because if it happened in a hotel hallway at 3 in the morning with a football player and a drunk girl, that's really bad. No, no, no. That's really bad. This is a pretend world in a combat ring with competitive combat sports figures in theory. And also, too, the men in that ring looked legitimately frightened and in danger just by Nia Jax's presence. So what should they, they should have let, would that have been women's empowerment if they let her win the Rumble? <laughs> I love that Dolph super kicked, super kicked her. She like, caught a lot. Yeah. <laughs> she caught a Dolph super, and she looked great. Like, like she, she took everything so well. She took the Dolph super kick. She took the six one nine. She took the six one nine. She took RKO, and, and then she took an RKO. and then they had to still team up to dump her over the top rope. It's, it made her look great. It made her look larger than life. And this is after she came in and tossed somebody out. Who'd she toss out, by the way? Come on, Greg. I think it was Mustafa Ali, if I'm not mistaken. You may be mistaken. I may be mistaken, but it was awesome. I, I enjoyed and, it. And this is after she took our truth spot. She beat him up on the way down. And yet it ended up to be, and I don't want to preview the Black Power rankings, but it ends up being a big week for our truth. Yeah, it does. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but um, but yes, Nia Jax did eliminate Mustafa Ali. But yeah, our truth is definitely on the Black Power rankings. Spoiler alert. 
he's going in for sure. There's no way around it. There's no way around it. I mean, there's no, he's no longer shucking and jiving. It's, uh, it's been removed. Yeah, it's been removed. Well, I, I can't help but think you affected that. I yeah, I, I, I can't help but think that either. Because that's been his theme song for I don't know how long. And yet long. you changed it. Yeah. One man can't change the world. Male. Brian writes us, what's up, Greg and SGG? I love that I'm now Greg. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. I, I only said Greg. It, was, it started off as just a one-day joke. I've got a couple of things to mention. One, what was the thinking behind Becky tapping to Asuka? In the long run, it may not be a big deal to WWE that she lost like that. But to a lot of fans who care about wins, losses, and how those are booked, this move didn't make sense. If you ever lose by submission, have her pass out or show Asuka using the ropes and cheating. Two, the Becky vs. Ronda interaction was one of the best segments I've seen in a long time, and I, I believe the crowd made it even better. Becky Lynch is an absolute rock star and maybe the best babyface since Daniel Bryan on his WrestleMania 30 run. Due to the crowd reaction and just the overall hype coming out of the segment Monday, is there any way that WWE still forces Charlotte into the match? Well, we already addressed that. Yeah. Big fan of the pod and hope uh, all is well in both of your worlds. The Grande one, Taylor from Kentucky. Interesting point. Interesting point about having her tap earlier in the night. I think they did that so that, you know, it was definitive. Um, this is where she's going, and then Asuka's free to move on. But why not just have her do a roll? Why not just roll her up? Because then you can always argue. Like, if she's rolled up or if she is pinned um, and, like, it's not, like, a knockout, she can always argue that, all right, I was a split second away from still winning. Like, you can always argue that. So like, why not? What's wrong with that? Why why shouldn't she be able to argue that? She's the most mage person in the company. She should be able to argue that she's better than Brock Lesnar. She should, but I, but people believe that no matter what happens. But I'm just saying, I don't know if the, so. The, the only upside to me is the tap out serves Oscar more than so. Are, so then, so then, what are we going to get with Oscar? I don't know, but so but, turn around and make that mean something for Oscar at least. If you're yeah. going to have Becky tap out, which I think they will, I think they will. But it it doesn't do Oscar good as the champion who's supposed to be like this decisive champion for Becky to be able to say you just slipped past me or you just got lucky. Becky taps. Mm. Becky moves on. Becky's reputation is not hurt at all. And then Asuka gets some of her juice back that she's been losing over the past year, losing to Charlotte, losing to the Iconics, not being in the title picture. We shall see how it plays out. I hope. That's that's me being optimistic. Um, overall, how would you rank that men's rumble, though? Had a couple surprises. Nothing crazy. Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Any other... Any? Card Angle was not really a surprise, no, I guess. not really. Was there anything else? The, the NXT people, uh, Pete Dunne yeah. was in there. I, I enjoyed the Pete Dunne spot. I enjoyed Aleister Black having a run. Aleister Black eliminating Dean Ambrose. Yeah, but that's not a surprise. I mean, that's not... Nothing crazy. It's not like we got my boy Booker. See, it's managing... It's managing manager of general... Excuse me. You know who I was happy to see? <laughs> you know who I was happy to see and who had a nice little quick little run? Another man... Who's been waiting anxiously with anticipation? His name is Jeff Harvey. Hardy. Speaking of a little run, Titus O'Neil gingerly making his way uh, down the rest of the ramp. Yes, and then getting eliminated instantaneously. Yeah. I mean, that was just disrespect. Who got eliminated in like one second again? I think it was him. No, no, someone else was faster. Someone got in the ring, got knocked out. I, th I remember I was like, is that the fastest elimination of all time? Oh, it was No, no Way Jose. No Way Jose. I mean, thank God, if No Way Jose hadn't hung out with kids during their um, charity event that weekend, he wouldn't have gotten any time. There were a lot of people who got eliminated pretty quick. I'm, uh, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the list. Xavier Woods, three seconds. Titus O'Neil. He's not a winner. Five seconds. He's not a winner. No Way Jose. Two seconds. It was less than that. He's not a winner. And I remember Bobby Lashley being eliminated really quickly, 13 seconds. No, Lashley was that quick? 13 seconds. By who? Um, Seth Rollins. He's not a winner. And that's why he- Oh, that's why I went crazy? Yeah. What was the point of that though? I don't know. Are they gonna- How does that- Oh, Elimination Chamber? Maybe. Uh, Jinder Mahal, 30 seconds. He's not a winner. 
What? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what do these people have in common? These people who got eliminated under a minute. Tell, in the tell, Rumble. Give me the names again. Jinder Mahal. Okay. Titus O'Neil. I see. Uh huh. No way, Jose. I see. Uh huh. Xavier Woods. I see. Uh huh. Bobby Lashley. I see. Uh huh. Huh. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. They're all WWE superstars. There's another one. There's another one. I would say none of them are world champions, but that's not true. It's not true. Because uh, Bobby Lashley had the ECW championship, and of course, uh, Jinder Mahal had the WWE championship. Right. They're, they're all men. They're all men. All men. All under seven feet tall. Yes. You're getting warmer. All over five feet tall. You're getting warmer. That's all I see. Oh, you you don't see color. Oh, I don't see. No, no, no. no, no. Okay, okay. Well, in the WWE universe, there's no such thing. Only the championships. What was the shortest? What was the fastest elimination for a white person in the tournament? The fastest elimination for a white person in (laughs) in because even Kurt Hawkins ran around the ring for a while, lasted. Yeah. So, okay, Jeff Jarrett at a minute and 20 seconds. But this is after being in the ring for, like, much longer because they didn't start right away. The bell didn't ring And right then away. he got a minute. And then he got a minute. And he was the shortest one. He was the shortest one. He, that might be longer than all the other people you just named. <laughs> I think so. I think You're so. hurting me. Even Nia Jax had more. Nia Jax definitely had more than all those people come out. She was in there for three minutes. Over three minutes. Well, and she was in the women's rumble, but the women's rumble didn't have the same problem. No. Who are the shortest eliminations of the women's women's rumble? Liv Morgan. Oh yeah, Liv. Who's Morgan. white as can be? Yeah. She went she's, out in probably like pa- a second. He, she's piece of paper white. She. I love. She's Liv. working on her tan though. Give her. A, come on. Give no, her I know. Pain. I love Liv. I'm, I'm sorry she lasted with such a short time. Oh, I'm sorry. Liv Morgan went eight seconds. Excuse That's me. Quick. And then she's the only one who didn't last a, at least a minute. But but. Nia lasted a long time. Tamina lasted a, a good amount of time. Right. Naomi lasted a good amount of time. Naomi lasted a minute 28. No. Yeah. 90 seconds. Why was she? Oh, because Mandy. Yeah. Tried to. What about Kofi? Kofi lasted a while because I remember Kofi came in and then a few minutes after. I was so um, happy. Xavier. Came down. Kofi was in at number twelve. Xavier came in at number seventeen. Kofi and Xavier went out together. So a little while, not that long. Yeah. And what about Big E had a little run. Big E was in for less time than Kofi. I no, say. no, yeah. I don't want to hear it. Big E was in for six minutes. Kofi was in for eight minutes and fifty three seconds, almost oh. nine minutes. This is a very special racial breakdown of the royal, the racial rumble. <laughs> the ra- the racial rumble. All I'm saying is. <laughs> Representation matters. Could it? Could it? Couldn't Jeff Jarrett have Apollo Cruz? Apollo Cruz lasted a while, right? Apollo Cruz did last a while. How long did Apollo? He's been on a little bit of a run. How long did Apollo last? Hold on now. Apollo, hold on. Let me. Damn it, he's big and strong, like the guy from the Old Spice. Apollo lasted five minutes and forty-seven seconds. Not so as long as I thought. It's shaping up to. It looks like Shelton Benjamin. Ah, oh, my guy. Quietly had the longest. Run well. Ray Mysterio was in there for twelve minutes thirty seconds, um, so he had a good. Well, no, and Cien, Cien, yeah, Cien was in there for twenty-two minutes and thirty-one seconds. Who was the law? The the man who lasted the longest, Seth, the Iron Man. Who was the Iron Man? I think was Seth, forty-three minutes and twenty-six seconds. In an inanimate object, not only an in a blah blah. Um, so what did you think about... You're going to go to hit me, and I'm going to miss. You're going to miss. I'm going to hit you. Do you like what they're doing with what the, whatever they're building towards between The Miz and Shane O'Mac? I do like it because I have no idea what's happening. Like, I don't know, but I'm intrigued. I don't know, and I care. And that that's all I want. Like, I don't want it to be too predictable, even though predictable doesn't really bother me. And I definitely want to care. So whatever is happening, I'm in. Like I'm, I'm sold. The dad this week, yeah. The matching jerseys on Sunday. The interesting thing is, you would think that setup is Shane turns, right? Yeah. 
I don't, but I don't see why either one of them would turn. They're having so much fun. But there, there's just no need. Them being this close just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't. Although, like, people bonded over weirder stuff and, uh, this apparent, uh, longing for fatherly approval, these daddy issues seem to have, they're like, mm, they bring people now. together. Yeah. Um, what else from the Rumble do you absolutely feel you want to talk about before we put a bow on this cheap heat? And we, I, and we have Black Power Rankings, correct? Yes, we do. Well, let's do that. Black Power Rankings, ladies and gentlemen, right here. Uh, and actually, before we get to the Black Power Rankings, I want to tell you that the Black Power Rankings have a sponsor this week, SGG. Oh, yeah. Everyone wants to spend money on when it comes to the Black Power Rankings. And I know what you're saying. Well, who is that sponsor? I'm glad you asked. That sponsor is, and I quote... Ready? I'm ready. Three and two and one. It would be our dear, dear friends at Dollar Shave Club. That's right. You know you want to look and smell and feel wonderful. That's why you go to DSC, Dollar Shave Club. They have everything, okay? Whatever you need to get ready, no matter what you're getting ready for, they have it. Hair, skin, face, you name it. Have you noticed the products that sponsor this? All about looking good, being on point. It's either about clothes or a good shave. You know what I'm saying? Getting your hair game right. Well, Dollar Shave Club has everything. They have incredible toothpaste, by the way. It's so amazing. And once you have it set up, it automatically comes, so you're not worried about it. It's so nice to never think about running out of toothpaste. It just shows up. It's that easy. All right? Plus, the peppermint-flavored toothpaste, phenomenal. And they have an incredible discount right now. They have a bunch of different starter sets that you can try for just $5, like the Oral Care Kit. After that, the restock box ships regular size products at regular price. So what are you waiting for? Get your starter set for just $5 right now at dollarshaveclub.com slash heat. All right? Go support the podcast and get yourself looking and smelling right. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash heat. And now, the Black Power Rankings. In at number three, and I'm sh- I'm shocked that I'm saying this, but I have to give credit where it's due. Um, is our truth? He had the number thirty spot in the rumble snatched away from him by Nia Jax, who, you know, she she did damn good with it, but uh. But when that happened, I, I saw myself, I had a feeling in my heart, I, I tweeted this out even, you know, justice for our truth. I can't believe I, I I was behind this concept. And then on Tuesday, because he had the number 30 spot snatched away from him, he was given a shot at Shinsuke Nakamura's United States Championship. And our truth is now the WWE United States Champion. He came away with the win. Can you believe it? I, I could not believe it, but I'm happy for him. And in at number three, uh, our truth. Um, I think this is the first time ever as well. So, wow, a big congratulations yeah, on order. In at number three for our truth. Um, number two, Sasha Banks, because it, in a losing effort, she had a really great match with Ronda Rousey. I believed she came, but so close. Um, she looked really good in the loss. Enjoyable match. I love the match so much that she's coming in at number two. And in at number one. She was very good, by the way. She was incredible. She was incredible. She didn't win, but she was damn good. Uh, they they looked like money, her and Ronda. Yeah. No, it worked. I, I enjoyed them together. Yeah. Uh, we, we should definitely see that more. And um, in at number one, uh, another young lady who lost to a member of the MMA Four Horsewomen. In a championship match. Oh, here we go. Bianca Belair, who Sam's comments notwithstanding, just because they they were wrong, she performed really well in that role. And I think she definitely did what what you do at takeovers. If you're known, you give the crowd what they want. And if you're unknown, you put on a potential show-stealing performance. That lets them know. Yeah, and I I think she did really well in that role. Her and Shayna Baszler, they worked really well together. Um, she really got to show off her skills. And I think that if you were doubting her before the match started, that that was a performance that might have won you over. Well said, SGJ. I thought she was great. Uh, shout out to Bianca Belair. Um, shout out to all of you, too. I see the emails. 
I'm still getting them. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. People have been asking. I will be back on camera for WWE come WrestleMania. Major. Or as it's known. And just like the 16 that come before you at Wrestle to- at WrestleMania 25. That's right, 35. I'll be there. Um, thank you guys for joining us as always and all the kind emails. I try to get to as many. We didn't get to as many this week as I'd like to, but I didn't get a huge stack this week. Maybe it's because last week's show sounded repug, but this week, <laughs> yeah, this, this week, week should be flawless. This week sounds major. Yeah. Shout out to Kyrie. Shout out to RJ for putting the show together and all of you guys for listening. And this weekend, stay warm and stay mage. Oh yeah. And enjoy yourself. Thank you. Another man who's been waiting anxiously with anticipation. His name is Jeff Harvey. Hardy. <laughs>